You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironwood. I'm going to do this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site, get everything you need to dominate your fantasy football drafts. Hopefully, you've saved many of them for this final weekend, Labor Day weekend, the preseason in the books for the NFL. We got all the possible information, the updated injuries, all that we know to make the best possible decisions for our season-long redraft leagues here so we're going to help you here as we gather our final thoughts here for your final drafts you probably have a lot happening saturday sunday and monday hopefully you've done that in your leagues to have the best possible outcomes and we're going to help you dominate those drafts here with the latest information and what we're going to do is going to have some fun we're going to go blitz style here looking at the four major skill positions in fantasy football Today we're going to take quarterback and running back. We're just going to basically run down all the quarterbacks we're looking at here to give us value, our final thoughts on all of them of note, and then we'll turn our attention to the running back. So we're going to cover a lot of ground here, so let's dive into it, and then we will close the week looking at, of course, wide receivers and tight ends in a similar way. So a little blitz format here for you. As much information as we can, no nonsense to the point. That's what we do here in Lockdown Fantasy Football. We'll get there right away. First, I got to tell you, today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on. Use our promo code locked on at checkout. All right, so let's uh, get through the quarterbacks here and see where we're looking at with the rankings. If anything's changed, any notes that you need to know about that are updated here. So uh, let's get into that right away. And uh, let's Look at quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. That's your tier number one. Mahomes staying steady. He's still the best player in fantasy football here. Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. So you look at him, he's the most reliable. I think he'd have a big season, much like his MVP season. I I don't know if he'll get 50 touchdowns again, but he feel really good about 40 here for Patrick Mahomes. So Mahomes, no question about it. Get him at the top quarterback here. Second round, I think, is a little early, but third round, you can attack. Josh Allen's still the number two for me. He gives you that running ability as well as the high-volume passing game. So very good for Josh Allen. The season schedule is not as great for Patrick Mahomes or as for Josh Allen as it is for Patrick Mahomes. So that's a little bit of a separator there. But Allen is an elite talent, high-volume passing game, explosive offense. They score a lot of points. Mahomes-Allen, 1-2, the clear decision there. Now, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, there could be a little bit of debate there. Murray, there's been rumors of late that he's not going to run as much. He kind of has said that. He doesn't want to run as much. He wants to be a passing quarterback. There are some things that would suggest he could spread the ball around a little bit more in the pass game with Rondell Moore there, as well as A.J. Green and some other receivers that can help him spread the field horizontally and vertically. So something to keep in mind with Kyler Murray here. So if you're buyer beware on Kyler Murray, you can go Lamar Jackson, and that's fine. I think their schedule's about the same. Jackson is not going to go anywhere with his running. That's going to be a big part of what the Ravens do. The passing game, a little bit concerning with Rashad Bateman on the shelf here on injured 
reserve, and you also have a real question mark here about uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, but you still have Mark Andrews. You have enough receivers here. J.K. Dobbins is a big loss out of the backfield catching passes, but Lamar versus Murray, it's pretty close. I think the running might tilt us a little bit more towards Jackson, but I still feel a little bit more confident in the passing of Murray to keep him number three behind Mahomes and Allen. Now let's go to Dak Prescott. He's uh, holding steady number five. Do I like him or Russell Wilson better? I think there's a case that Dak Prescott could be going ahead of Lamar Jackson, but he's not going to give you that straight-up running. He's a little bit touchdown-dependent there to have their production. So I think that's why you have that separation in the number one tier. Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Jackson, and now you get to Dak Prescott. These are according to the half-point PPR consensus expert rankings on fantasy pros. We know they don't apply as much to quarterbacks. This is also looking at six points per passing touchdown. So... When you look about Prescott can have a big season. He was the number one scorer in fantasy football because the Cowboys' defense was not very good. They were throwing at a high volume before he went down with that ankle injury against the Giants. So he certainly could finish number one and shoot up there with all the weapons he has. But a little bit of concern there with the shoulder injury in camp, coming off the ankle injury. So buyer beware a little bit there with the durability issues. But we're going with Dak Prescott. He's been rather durable overall. Number five, it's a very good value, good target. So you could go higher and go look for Mahomes early within the first three rounds, look at Allen or Murray in the fourth round, Lamar in the fifth, or you could wait to this tier. So I think the better strategy here on this show is to really look at this middle tier because you could go for Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Jackson, and that's fine, and you feel like that's the best player on the board versus uh, reaching for running back or wide receiver. Certainly okay to do, but when you look at uh, – the situation, I, I think you certainly say that this is the better value here. When you go to Dak Prescott, and we know Mr. Durable, not even a question, he started every game since 2012, and Prescott was that type of quarterback until last year. It's Russell Wilson. So you feel good about Wilson. It's a Shane Waldron offense. Very good value there. So Prescott and Wilson there. Aaron Rodgers right there at number seven, a good value as well. So Prescott, Wilson, Rodgers to me is the sweet spot here where you can maybe get the return on investment that matches that tier one production, but you're also not going down for some possible regression here and hurting yourself if you're going to invest in a quarterback early. There be one of the top half of drafters who do that in your league. So again, Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Jackson. Again, if you, it just doesn't look out great at the other positions and you're comfortable with the previous picks at those positions, you can pivot there and sort of go quarterback. But if I'm drafting, if there's any question mark about a player that I definitely want at RB2 or wide receiver 2 or tight end, and that player is more dynamic and gives you a little bit of better production over the competition, you can certainly go there and feel very confident here. So Prescott, Wilson, Rodgers are the targets for me in most leagues. Now Justin Herbert, this offense is pretty good here with Joe Lombardi, but I think there could be a bit of a regression here. Just a phenomenal rookie season for Herbert, but starting right away, week one against Washington, tough matchups here. Sophomore slumps tend to happen because leagues kind of have film on guys. They understand what they're trying to do, and with Herbert's case, he's also trying to adjust to a new offense. So Herbert, I th- I don't think he necessarily belongs in this tier as comfortably with Prescott Wilson and Rodgers here because, again, those guys I think are could challenge in that top four where I don't see Herbert doing that. I think he's he, if anything, is going to be producing lesser than a QB8 here in 2021. And then we have Tom Brady at number nine. Yeah, that's pretty solid. You could just get Tom Brady, but we know the touchdowns can go up and down for Tom Brady. They're pretty loaded in the backfield with Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, and 
Now, Gio Bernard, definitely a lot of weapons in the passing game for Brady, so could he easily hit 40 touchdown passes again? Sure. But he's not going to give you anything on the ground. Keep that in mind. The Bucks also could have a lot of positive game scripts where they're playing from ahead with their defense uh, and offense setting things up where they're not throwing as much in the second half. So you could see a lot of those old-school Patriots games from Tom Brady where he has three or four touchdowns but only like 250, 300 yards in that sense. Brady's still a solid option. So if I was picking someone to sneak in ahead of Herbert, I think it's Tom Brady where, again, he also has the potential to crack that top four with his scoring along with the Prescott, Wilson, and Rodgers. Rodgers and Brady, very similar values to me that they're not going to get it done with their legs, but elite Hall of Fame passers have enough weapons to get the job done. Brady certainly has a ton here. So, again, that's probably where my cutoff is there if I'm going to go a quarterback there in the top eight. Otherwise, I might be playing the waiting game and looking for some better values. Now, Ryan Tannehill is a guy that I think a lot of people have said to avoid for many reasons. We just don't see the same level of production here that's going to happen. With Ryan Tannehill, there's a natural aggression. We're not sure 100% of Julio Jones is going to stay healthy. There, Does Derrick Henry wear down a little bit? And do things kind of fall apart there? So Ryan Tannehill depended on a lot of things breaking his way. And they have pretty well in his early part of his Titan starting career. But the wheels could come off at any time with uh, Ryan Tannehill. So, again, not too interested, especially with a lot of greater values above, including Brady and Rodgers, and some good ones below. Jalen Hurts, again, a little bit of polarizing with his value, but he was a elite QB1 there down the stretch, starting for the Eagles last year. The running certainly helps him. So if I'm going to Hurts or Tannehill, certainly I'm going with Jalen Hurts this year. But be wary. He doesn't have a lot of weapons in the passing game that are established. Still figuring out Devonta Smith and Jalen Rieger. Dallas Goddard probably still his go-to guy here. So, again, I think there's a significant drop-off when you get out of that uh, top eight. And when I say the eight, uh, the second four, Prescott, Wilson, Rodgers, and Brady. If I'm looking at Herbert and Tannehill versus just waiting for Hertz, I think I'd go for Hertz for sure as the better value. I also like Matthew Stafford, but let's not go nuts on Matthew Stafford. I think if you get him He's not a guy that I'm just going to confidently play every week. I do like him uh, maybe recreating some of his old Lions numbers, but keep in mind this defense is pretty good. This running game is pretty good. These are things that weren't always in play in Detroit where there were a lot of numbers. It's also a team that likes to run in the red zone. So, again, Hurts, Stafford, I think they're solid guys in the back end, but I wouldn't necessarily lock and load them as every week plays here. Now, if I'm Debating Herbert and Tannehill and Stafford, I think it's a little bit closer where I feel a lot more confident that Hurts creeps up into that top nine. I just wouldn't overdraft Jalen Hurts thinking he's suddenly going to be the second coming of uh, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson just quite yet here as a running quarterback. So keep that in mind. He could take some lumps and he could disappoint. So there's some volatility involved, and that's, again, why I like to get into this before I get into that Herbert, Tannehill, Hurts, or Stafford, or I'm just going to wait even more. So if you're going to wait... I think Joe Burrow is the way to go. Uh, he's got a lot of weapons. They're going to be throwing for a high volume here. The Bengals' defense still stinks. He's got three definitely top targets that he can distribute. Jamar Chase now in the mix with T against Tyler Boyd. So Joe Burrow is the target outside the top 12 in the expert consensus rankings. Matt Ryan, again, I see this team running a lot more in Atlanta. He basically has Calvin, Pitt, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. You could also combine them into Calvin Pitts and Kyle Ridley. However you look at it, these are the two targets that are dominating here for the Falcons in the passing game. Where else is going to be? Now, the Falcons' defense is bad, and it could prompt them to throw a little bit more, but Arthur Smith, I think, is going to control that a little bit, ball control, get Mike Davis involved in the running game. 
knowing that the defense has some question marks, maybe try to protect it there, and knowing that the receiving core doesn't have a lot of answers after Ridley and Pitt. So that's why I'm a little hesitant with Matt Ryan, even though the volume could be somewhat considerable here given the other state of the Falcons team. Now Trevor Lawrence, yeah, I'm going to be wary about him. There's a lot of hype with him. I think you could have a very good week one against Houston. He has decent receivers we know all around, DJ Chark, LaVisca Chanel, and Marvin Jones. But again, Trevor Lawrence is still a rookie. The offensive line is questionable. This is a team that still wants to run. So Ryan and Lawrence avoiding there. Kirk Cousins, don't love what we're hearing in Minnesota. I think he's a good streamer at certain weeks. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thiel, of course, some great options, but he lost Irv Smith, the tight end, which would have given him a key third target here. Dalvin Cook in the running game is still what this team's all about. So if I'm going to avoid this group here, I think it matches what we want to avoid there with Herbert and Tannehill inside the top ten. These are the guys I want to avoid outside of the top ten, including Tua Tagovailoa. So Ryan, Lawrence, Cousins, Tua Tagovailoa, these guys are ranked 14th through 17th in the expert consensus rankings for fantasy pros. I'm going to avoid this. I, I just don't trust Tua Tagovailoa. I still think this is about a running game and defense for Miami. I don't expect all of a sudden with Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle and uh, Devontae Parker still in the mix with Preston Williams, Mike Gusecki, that Tua's going to light it up here through the air. I still think it's going to be a grindy team. He's still adjusting to a new offense. The durability issues could creep up a little bit. Tagovailoa, I'm just not interested with the way the Dolphins profile offensively this year. I am interested, however, with Baker Mayfield at number 18. Love this guy. He's still going at an extreme value. I'm comfortable, Baker Mayfield, if I can get a second quarterback with upside, looking at him as a starter. Good matchups immediately for Baker Mayfield, starting with the Chiefs. That should be high volume. we got Houston after that. So I like Baker Mayfield as this passing game opens up for Cleveland. Kevin Stavansky has established it. So if you're looking for the numbers that are QB1, the way we look at with Kirk Cousins there, playing off the running game. I think Mayfield delivers here. He was a QB1 down the stretch last year, and Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a bigger factor. The other young receivers are going to step up. Tight ends are going to be key. And again, teams are going to be trying to stop the run first. That's going to open things a lot as they proactively throw off play action and get deep shots. So look at that Ryan Lawrence Cousins Tagovola. I'm much interested in the sandwich guys around them in the AFC North with Burrow and Mayfield. Not interested in Ben Roethlisberger, 19 at all. The arm was falling off. He looked pretty ugly down the stretch of last season. Maybe we'll see Dwayne Haskins at some point if it continues on this downward trajectory in a new offense with Matt Canada that doesn't really fit Roethlisberger's skill set. Ryan Fitzpatrick is valuable as a streamer. Two QB leagues, super flex. I like him a lot as a second QB. Too many good weapons there not to look at Ryan Fitzpatrick, starting with Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, and Antonio Gibson. Justin Fields. And Trey Lance, 21 for Justin Fields, 23 for Trey Lance. We're waiting on when Lance might start. He has a finger issue also to start the season, so that could keep him out a little bit. Justin Fields, I think, is more trusted to make more starts here, and that's why it's Fields over Lance. Not interested at all in Derek Carr. Maybe as a backup there, but just a little upside there, 22 in between Fields and Lance. Jameis Winston is a bit intriguing because he could have the interceptions, but the clear-cut starter there, and kind of have a lot of high passing volume playing off the running game here more than you think. So he's going to be aggressive more than you think in this offense. So if I'm going Carve or Winston, I think that's a mistake. I think Winston has a little bit more pop here as a number two QB for me. Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold, and Zach Wilson. Daniel Jones is the ultimate wild card. You could take him, but I think he's up and down. You don't know exactly what you're going to get from the Giants passing game. 
The Colts are going to be a running team, so not interested in Wentz. You look at Sam Darnold, I don't get where the numbers are going to come too much. Teddy Bridgewater had those key weapons, and Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore didn't do a lot with them, and Christian McCaffrey will be back healthy to dominate a lot of the touches. So if I'm looking at Jones, Wentz, and Darnold, the way I might go here is Jones, just because he has the better weapons, and the Giants might be committed to opening up the passing game with improved offensive line a little bit and Saquon Barkley in the mix, but Wentz and Darnold, no interest at all in this tier. I am interested in Zach Wilson as a guy that I'm targeting a lot, and look at Wilson. He's got some very good weapons there. Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. Good vibes there from his rookie season. They think he can do a lot here in this great system with Michael LaFleur. So a lot of people sleeping on Wilson. I don't understand why anyone would think Darnold would have higher upside than Wilson this year. Wilson could definitely put up Justin Herbert-like numbers. So surprise, surprise, very good value here late among those rookie quarterbacks. So Fields, Lance, where they are in the early 20s, that's fine. Wilson late is fine. Wouldn't overdraft. Trevor Lawrence also not interested in Mac Jones, who's now going 33rd. I do not understand the offensive uh, rookie of the year plug for Mac Jones, reality or fantasy-wise, so not going there. Jared Goff, Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, Jimmy Garoppolo round out the top 33 in between Wilson and Jones. Don't really like that. Not going elsewhere, and everyone else we're looking at streaming options here in 2021. All right, so there's your quarterback blitz. We still have to get through our running back blitz here to uh, break down our final thoughts on everyone on the board for you in a mega show for you on these two positions. Don't forget, we'll do this again with uh, wide receiver and tight end to close the week. But i got to tell you more about our title sponsor, Run Your, Your Pool. Football season's back, and let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pool, 33, and more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full-season playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurants. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today and get... $10 $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use your promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running minutes. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. Game on. All right, so let's our, turn our attention here to running backs and we'll do a blitz and we'll get through a lot of running backs in a little bit more rapid fashion here. Got through all the quarterbacks, so. Two more segments on the show that we have to keep rolling along here. And again, we want to give you all the final thoughts we have, uh, everything we've studied, everything we've looked at here and given you in different forms. Uh, these are our final decisions on every guy. Christian McCaffrey, elite, number one. He's the guy you're looking at all around. Don't worry about the injury from last year. He's still the centerpiece of Joe Brady's offense. Number one, question, no question there whether standard half point or full PPR. Dalvin Cook, clear number two here with his usage, run-dominated offense, very good in the passing game and what the Vikings want to do more than anything else with Mike Zimmer. So 1-2, McCaffrey, Cook, lock them in. If you're in half point or full point PPR, you have to look at Alvin Kamara third. He's just too important to the Saints offense now with Jameis Winston in transition post Drew Brees. And he's going to start right away in the game in Jacksonville here in the opener against Green Bay. Now Derrick Henry fading a little bit in half and full point PPR. Certainly there's an argument to be made that you get into this next tier, tier two out of the big four. Ezekiel Elliott and Aaron Jones have the best cases here to go ahead of Derrick Henry. Elliott looking good. 
Hard Knocks. Uh, we saw him in great shape. We saw him be an elite performer when Dak Prescott was healthy early in the season last year. So if you're pivoting away from Derrick Henry at number four, especially in uh, reception uh, rewarding leagues, certainly can do that. Henry's overdue to be worn down here with his high volume of carries. Elliott is likely to be refreshed and rejuvenated here, playing back with a legitimate offense. So Elliott over Henry, Jones over Henry, we can recommend both. Jones does have to worry about A.J. Dillon. They're a little bit behind him, but he worried about Jamal Williams and has still produced big numbers the last two years. So Aaron Jones, Elliott, both have a case, and I think really this top tier extends to sticks with Elliott Jones right there with Henry and strong alternatives to Henry depending on your league format here late in the process. So really tier two starts with me, Saquon Barkley. Look, this guy was an elite option before he went down. Last year he could have had a big season, but Steelers' matchup was tough, Had got hurt against the, Giants, uh, the Bears, and that was it for Saquon. But he could rebound, still Jason Garrett offense. They need to still center it around him to open things up in the passing game to stretch the field with Daniel Jones. So Saquon maybe just being forgotten about or not having the hype here because he's been out of sight, out of mind. Really haven't seen him at all in the preseason. So Barkley, however, one of those high-volume backs that you have to look at complete when you're looking at half and full-point PPR to give you returns in the passing game as well. You look at Jonathan Taylor. This is a bit of buyer beware. The offensive line a little bit banged up with Quentin Nelson. Don't trust his passing game. You could see a lot of loaded boxes there. So I think Jonathan Taylor is a bit overrated there at number eight overall in half point PPR. Nick Chubb, again, there's been all talk about Nick Chubb. Should he take him this high in PPR? But he was so good in half and full point PPR because he produces so much on the ground, this run heavy offense. Does Chubb have a potential to disappoint a little bit and finish outside the top 10 or 12? Yeah, he could because he's not involved in the passing game, but still. This running game is tops here. So he's kind of like Dalvin Cook, but he's going to see the receiving work to Kareem Hunt. I think, if anything, Kareem Hunt and his usage there in the passing game with other weapons could be hurt a little bit more. But Chubb, I still think, is a top 10 option, even if he doesn't finish quite there. I think having Hunt there is going to keep him fresh and durable and available for all the games where all these guys with bigger workloads and bigger jobs uh, are more in harm's way here in, in 2021. Austin Eckler. I do like him in uh, full and half-point PPR a lot more than in standard. So if you're going standard, you certainly go Chubb well ahead of Eckler. I'd also like Taylor in those formats. But if you're going full-point PPR, I think you look at Eckler possibly uh, cracking the top eight here. But durability is an issue with him, so you definitely have to uh, try to hedge your bets with Eckler with some good depth at running back. Antonio Gibson is the guy I like the most here at number 11. So would I take Antonio Gibson over everyone except the big five? Big six? I think so. You look at McCaffrey, you look at Cook, Kamara, Henry, Elliott Jones. If you took Gibson after that group or within that group, I would not think you're crazy. That's how I think Gibson could have this season. So Gibson's the guy I'm targeting in a lot of drafts. If I'm uh, drafting near the end of the first round, early second round, that's the guy I want to get. And I think if you're in the pick seven beyond that, I think you can look at Gibson and it's not a reach at all this season. Najee Harris at Number 12, solid running back one. He's going to get give you the value you need. So I think he's a guy that's properly ranked where he should be as a rookie. Joe Mixon is going down a little bit. It's offensive line, some question marks in the run blocking there with uh, Joe Burrow. So I think their pass protection is going to be better than you think. The volume is going to come in the pass. I don't know if Mixon is going to catch as many passes as we see in the past, even with Gio Bernard not there. So something to look out with, with Mixon. Again, too many guys with higher upside right ahead of him, those two. Gibson and Harris, if you got those guys in the first round turn in a 12-team league, 
there or a 14-team league, you'd be very happy with that combination. Gibson, Harris, Eckler is a sweet spot there at the turn. Mixon, I'd like to avoid. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire might be a little bit overvalued there as running back 14. Something to keep in mind. So I do like him. He's going to be involved, but Darrell Williams is not going to go anywhere. Someone in the committee that the Chiefs trust. Chris Carson, a bit overlooked here, but injury risk there. Hard to find a good handcuff there. So Chris Carson's solid. Is he spectacular? No. But I, I think in the middle of the RB2s makes a lot of sense. David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, James Robinson. That group is next, 16 through 18. I love Robinson a lot here. He was productive last year. There was the same issues and worst quarterback play last year overall, and he still produced week after week. So love James Robinson. David Montgomery might see some touches here to Damian Williams and uh, Tarek Cohen returning. DeAndre Swift is in a bad offense overall. So James Robinson is the better vibe. If I'm going next, I'm going David Montgomery there, and then looking at DeAndre Swift based on a volume and role here again for Detroit, but he's hurting early, and Jamal Williams is a factor there now. Miles Sanders is buyer beware with him. They could mix things up. Will they use him enough and treat him as the lead back, or is it going to be Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell? Do they work it into a committee? So something to watch out there. Josh Jacobs, his value's plummeted, but now he's a good value pick at 20th at running back. I know he's going to cede some to Kenny and Drake there in this uh, backfield with the key touches, but even with their misuse of Jacobs in this Raiders backfield, he's good enough as a runner and a scorer here to crack exactly where he should be as a bottom RB2. Same thing with Mike Davis, pretty solid. Do you get excited about him? No, but he's the main guy in Atlanta, and they're going to run the ball. There's not a lot of uh, backup options either to go in a different direction. That said, I do like the guy behind these guys a lot more. It's Gus Edwards, so bump him up there to James Robinson territory. A little bit behind because he doesn't catch passes. Robinson's more capable of doing that. Edwards, that's not really a part of his game. You can't really look at Daryl Henderson there at 23 at running back here. So uh, just looking at Sonny Michelle in that presence. Rounding out uh, the RB2s and tier number four, according to Fantasy Pro's half-point PPR consensus rankings, Kareem Hunt. Miles Gaskin, Damian Harris, where do we go there? Again, Hunt could be hurt by the passing game opening up, using more weapons, wide receivers downfield for Mayfield. Uh, Chubb is staying healthy. That also could affect Hunt's uh, value as well as tight end. So Hunt a little bit by beware. So is Miles Gaskin there, right there with Henderson. Again, we know Malcolm Brown and Salvin Ahmed are going to have their specific roles. They do like Gaskin, and he's probably going to be lead guy, but how much is the Dolphins uh, running game really going to produce as they try to pivot in more of the passing game? So Really the guy I like most here to round out tier number four, the borderline RB2s, Damian Harris there, going at uh, 26th at running back in half-point PPR. No uh, Sonny Michelle to steal key touches. James White will still get a, some catches there and still be a key part of where they do in the passing game, but Harris can do that as well and swing to that spot. And I don't think you'll see the rookie Ramondre Stevenson cutting into Harris's workload as much as we think, even though Stevenson has looked very strong in the preseason. All right, so there takes you through the top 26 running backs and what I think about all of them, according to the half-point PPR consensus rankings. On Fantasy Pros, we still need to close looking at the guys that you might consider for flex and some deep sleepers, and we'll get into those in our final segment as we go blitz-style. Final thoughts at quarterback and running back. Again, we'll do this with wide receiver and tight end there to close the week and close out the preseason version of Locked On Fantasy Football. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season in college football and in the NFL. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football 
action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Just all you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On, you'll get that 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. This episode is also brought to you by RockAuto.com, where the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why do you often pointless, seemingly intimidating questioning, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only and his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to RockAuto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com has everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, more really in, in new carpet. Whether you're a classic driver or you're a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is also very unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specification, and most important prices you prefer. Price at RockAuto.com, best of all, are reliably low and the same professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Right locked onto their hardware, you hear about us box and they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You can find them all at rockauto.com. All right, let us uh, finish up here looking at uh, the rest of the running backs outside of the RB2 borderline. Tier 5, according to the Outpoint Expert Consensus Rankings, as we close the preseason, get into the regular season here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Javonta Williams comes up at number 27, Chase Edmonds at 28, Raheem Mostert at 29, and Trey Sermon at 30. Also intriguing to see... At number 31, Melvin Gordon. So you have two members of the Broncos backfield, 27-31, Williams and Gordon. You have two members of the 49ers backfield back-to-back at 29-30. and 30. Interesting there that Mostert has climbed boards here, and Sermon is now right behind him. So everyone's realizing Mostert is going to be the starter early for the 49ers. Sermon is going to be worked in. Sermon's probably the new Jeff Wilson Jr. in this offense, as Wilson's battled some injuries and missed practice time here. So... Mostert, early season, he's going to be the guy for San Francisco with the most reliable values in RB2. Sermon as a flex, but that could certainly change at some point. So, again, Mostert, not a bad target, but you're looking at both these guys at flex play. Same thing with Javonta Williams and Melvin Gordon until we have a little bit of separation. It'll come eventually for the rookies in favor of Williams and Sermon. But just be aware of these veteran backs not going anywhere. Gordon was pretty good for the Broncos last year, and Mostert has been very valuable for the 49ers in the past. So be careful, be patient with these guys. The good stashes, like we saw with some of the young backs, such as Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers last year, but be patient, hedge your bets. You're not going to be able to get the veteran and the rookie in these situations, so make sure you have depth elsewhere if you go there. Chase Edmonds is in between at number 28. Pretty solid right now, because I don't trust James Conner. Conner down there at 34, so... This is people trying to figure out these backfields, these splits, who has better value. Edmonds, to me, at 28, much better than looking at uh, Connor at 34. Another backfield with multiple options here that we've seen is the Buccaneers, 32 for Ronald Jones, 36 for Leonard Fournette and half-point PPR. 
And Fournette is going to lose that receiving work to Giovanni Bernard for the most part. Jones has been the power back. Positive game scripts are going to help Jones. So I think Jones is going to have more value than Fournette going forward. You look at uh, Kevin Coleman might start the backfield. He's way down at 51 here for the Jets, but Michael Carter, the higher upside here. So interesting that there's 18 spots separating Carter and Coleman. I think just because of the nature of people not in on the Jets running game or these other running games, Denver, San Francisco, Tampa, have a little bit more appeal there, even Arizona to some degree. But that's why everyone's all into the rookie. But again, you might have to wait on Michael Carter having significant value as Tevin Coleman is still there to produce in a potential committee for the Jets. And the Jets also may not have as enough pleasing rushing volume to get you there so really that's the situation I would avoid I don't want to avoid Denver or San Francisco because running game is that high Edmonds I like as a flex but I could really see myself avoiding the Buccaneers and Jet situation as much as possible the other one I want to avoid is the Bills Zach Moss is 35th so he's not even going really as a RB2 he's now deep into the RB3s and you also have uh his teammate Devin Singletary at 40. So that says no one knows exactly how this is going to play out. Josh Allen is their best goal line back. They're a pass-happy team. They wouldn't even mind going 70-30, I think, this year. That's how good I think they can be in the passing game. So Moss and Singletary, another situation to avoid there. Now, if you're going to pay a premium price for a handcuff, A.J. Dillon is the guy that you have to look at. Unfortunately, if you draft Aaron Jones early, you got to get Dillon pretty high and invest a high pick. Same thing with Tony Pollard. So A.J. Dillon at 37 Tony Pollard, 42, do I think it's a little bit high for these guys, knowing that uh, you have Jones and Elliott being studs? Yes, it is, but keep that in mind. If you want to handcuff those top investments here in Jones and Elliott, you're going to have to invest quite a bit. Now, Kenny Drake, I have no interest at all, even though he's going 18 spots behind Josh Jacobs at number 38. I just don't trust his role. I don't know if it's a power role, change of pace, a receiving hybrid. Not interested moving on here from that situation uh, again Jacobs I think can get some decent return there as an RB2 but if I'm looking at Drake as an RB4 flex play not to feeling it at all with him in a bad situation Naeem Hines is not directly the handcuff we know that to Jonathan Taylor because he's kind of the James White of the Colts but he's 41st he has some maybe independent values of flex but that's about it David Johnson and Phil Lindsay 43-44 back to back there Mark Ingram and Rex Burkett are still in this backfield I think Johnson right now, the way he's played, has a receiving upside. They need some wide receiver help. Johnson is the guy over Lindsey right now. There and again, before them, Pollard at 42. A premium handcuff up there with A.J. Dillon. James White, again, independent value, like Hines at 46. I don't see a lot of it because Harris can catch passes. They also have multiple tight ends and receivers they can throw it to. So James White was a big thing during Tom Brady, not so much with Cam Newton. He could resurface a little bit more with Mac Jones doing dump-offs here, but... Again, independent value, deeper league, bench flex, in a pinch type players, Hines and White. Our same thing with J.D. McKissick. I don't really like him at all here because of Gibson and his pass catching. Remember, he's a converted wide receiver. So not a bad handcuff in half and full point PPRs for Gibson to extract some value. Drew Bernard being at 49 also does not make me love uh, Jones and Fournette earlier in the 30s. So tricky situation there again. This is another reason I want to avoid the Buccaneers backfield. Alexander Madison, he's the next guy you're going to have to pay premium for for a handcuff behind Dalvin Cook there. So that's what I have to look at. If you take Jones, Elliott, or really uh, Cook, or you look at uh, Latavius Murray at number 50, Alvin Kamara, these are the backups that you have to target earlier than you expect. So you may have to reach it a little bit to make sure you lock up the backfield. Just do so in all situations. 
Devin Coleman at 51. Would rather have Michael Carter, not at 33, but way down maybe in the 40s over Coleman. Rashad Penny, not the most reliable handcuff because of injury issues, so keep that in mind, but someone that is going in the top 55. You have Daryl Williams, again, sneaky good value that could uh, cut into Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Malcolm Brown at 54, Solomon Ahmed at 57, behind uh, looking at what Miles Gaskin can do, so just be a little bit wary about that Dolphins backfield as well. That might be one that I overall want to avoid, especially if Brown and Ahmed get more work than we think. Some cheap handcuffs, Damian Williams at 55 for uh, David Montgomery, Charles Hyde for James Robinson at 56. Some guys with upside that you can look at, Kenneth Gainwell behind Miles Sanders, Ramondre Stevenson behind uh, James, behind Damian Harris and uh, James White, I should say, for the Patriots. So some upside guys there, Chuba Hubbard, the handcuffed in the 60s for uh, one Christian McCaffrey, Darrington Evans for Derrick Henry right now, Justin Jackson still on the team behind Austin Eckler. There, going a little deeper, you have Devontae Booker and Benny Snell as handcuffed targets as well into tier number seven. And that's where I would cut off looking at running backs in my 2021 fantasy football drafts here in Redraft Leagues. All right, there you have it. There's an action-packed blitz show for you here on one of the final days here before your fantasy football drafts. Don't forget, we will address wide receivers and tight ends tomorrow. The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Lockdown's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Lockdown Fora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts to tune in now through September 8th. This episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is done here. This has been your host, Vinny Iron. Don't forget, we'll close the week and our preseason look here on Lockdown Fantasy Football with our Blitz analysis of all the wide receivers and tight ends right before your fantasy football final drafts in 2021.